Well, hello, welcome to First Person, a podcast brought to you by Coleman FBC. I'm Chuck, and during the next few minutes, I'll join you, the listener, as we meet and get to know others in the First Baptist family. Together, we'll learn about them, their families, and what brought them to Coleman. First, I want to thank the production team of Karen Harmon and Vance Donahue for their help in making this podcast available. Well, we're here today with Karis Snyder. Karis, it's great to have you with us. Thank you for coming along and, and being willing to be part of this podcast. It's always a joy to get to know people just a little bit better. Even though people see you often, they see you on the platform on a Sunday morning, it's just always a good thing for you to be able just to share your story, to tell us about you, your family, and where you came from and how you got here. And it's great to have you and Brandon at First Baptist Church. It's a good thing. So uh, give us some give us some background. Tell us about Kara Snyder. Tell us how you wound up in Coleman and you know, stuff like that. Yeah, well, thanks for letting me be on with you today, Chuck. So a little bit of my background. I actually am from the area of Dora, Alabama, uh, and I grew up and graduated from Corner High School, and Brandon and I met at the University of Alabama. We actually met he was in a boy band. Many of y'all have probably already heard his podcast interview, um, but he was in a boy band, and I made fun of him, and then we got married. Um, so we just celebrated 18 years uh, of wedding bliss. But um, in 2011, we came to Coleman. We had been living in Arab, and uh, Brandon works in mortgage, and he had been doing a lot of work here in Coleman. And uh, 2011 was a time of my life where I was really kind of struggling going through a lot of anxiety and depression, and I just needed a change, you know? And so when the opportunity came to move here to Coleman, we knew this is where God wanted us to be, and we have loved it in this area. Our kids love it. We have found great friends. It's just a wonderful community. It reminds me a lot of um, Mayberry. Andy Griffith, you know that small town feel, but we get to have a lot of the big city environment too. Yeah, and it it is a, it's a great place. I Actually, I grew up in Hansville, and then left here for many years, for almost 20 years, and then came back uh, to serve at an, another church in our community. And But Coleman is just, it has enough of the things that you need, the things that you want, and yet it still has just that feeling of community. Whatever that is, it's, it's hard to describe. And so, uh, so you guys have made it. You're in Coleman now, so we'll say. So you you met at the University of Alabama in 18 years. Can are you like everybody else? You you look at that and you say, that just doesn't seem possible. It, it doesn't. It seems very. When we tell people we've been married for 18 years, they're like, "Are you old enough to be married for 18 years?" But um, it has gone by fast. I feel like it really has, and um, it, it's been a blessing. Brandon is he's he's an awesome guy. Um, and so, you know, you I think back to, you know, when you're growing up and you think about getting married and having a family, um, and then you do those things, you have that. And it's just been, it's been a really fun, fun adventure. And he, I mean, Brandon, you're right. He, surely he's not as nice as I think he is, but honestly, just in dealing with him and us working together and stuff, he, he's just a nice guy. He is like on the, I'm like, sometimes I want to say, Really? I mean, but he is that, and that's a that's a blessing. So, I would describe you as 
just from what I know of Kara Snyder, is a multifaceted woman. I mean, like your wife, you're a mother, um, and then you're you know you're an author. You do some things like that. Um, so tell us about your kids. I know you got children, and there aren't many mothers who don't like to at least tell you about their children. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I have two daughters. We have two daughters. We have a teenager. We're in teenager world. You know, Zoe is. 13 and in seventh grade and loves middle school. She is an equestrian rider, so she rides horses. She jumps horses, does dressage, and she also plays basketball. So I love that she has that multifaceted part of her life. And then Allie, our youngest, is in third grade, and uh, she's very much social. She loves to be around people. She loves to uh, be in the center of everything. Um, and she does baton. She twirls baton, which was uh, both of our kids. It's so funny. They do things that I know very little about. So it's like God was not going to let me have control of anything. And uh, she is on a little uh, baton competition team, and she loves it. She absolutely loves it. So it's neat to see them find the things that they enjoy, that they have fun doing, and that they've been able to make some good friends through through those activities. So those are our two daughters. We have a dog, too. I know people who have pets. They talk about their pets like they are their children. So Cooper Hash Brown is our little mini golden doodle. So he adds a lot of adventure in there, too. Everyone needs one of those, don't they? A you pet need a Cooper something? Hash Brown, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you mentioned that you grew up in in corner no, right. no, i know you graduated from corner high school uh tell us about growing up yeah. how you, how, tell us about that how was that yeah. yeah you have brothers sisters i do i have two brothers i have an older brother who is eight years older than me and then i have a twin brother oh. yes i have a twin brother i am one minute older than him and I just i get that one minute in on him every year and my dad it's so funny we were born new year's eve and so my dad is like, yes, double tax break. You know, we got in there on the that right end of the of the year. So it was fun growing up with brothers because I did grow up with brothers. I was very much into um, sports. I wasn't a very girly girl. I wanted to play basketball, football with the boys just because that's the life that I knew. Um, and so I had fun doing those things. And in school, I was kind of active, but not a lot. But uh, my twin brother was very involved in basketball, so I was kind of a cheerleader for him. You know, we we traveled. They did a little travel ball together. But I did cheer for a little bit in middle school, and I ended up doing volleyball my senior year of high school. Uh, My guidance counselor encouraged me to do that, and um, she ended up sending some information in about me. I... uh, had overcome cerebral palsy in my left side. I have a mild form of cerebral palsy in my left side. And so she saw that I had overcome that, sent in some information, and I was able to get a scholarship to go to the University of Alabama, which allowed me to do that. And if I never would have gone there, I don't know if Brandon and I would have ever met. Um, but I loved growing up in a small town. If you know Corner, you know it is a very small town, uh, it, but it has that community feel a lot like Coleman does. And so maybe that's why I love it here. Yeah. So much because it reminds me of home. So, what did your mom and and dad do, like work wise, vocationally? Yeah. So, my mom was a stay at home mom. She uh, stayed home, and for a couple of years, she worked in a preschool. But for the most part, she was a stay at home mom. And every morning, my brothers will tell you this too. We remember when we would get up in the morning, she would be sitting at the kitchen table with her Bible out, her notes down, 
praying for us. She was praying for us, praying for our day, drinking her coffee. Uh, she made sure we had a home-cooked meal for dinner every night. Even when my brothers play basketball, we were they we ate at home. You know, For us, we go and we eat at restaurants. But for me growing up, we would eat at home. And then uh, my dad worked for the railroad. So he traveled a good bit. He was gone a lot. Uh, he would uh, ride his route to Memphis every 48 to 72 hours. Uh, and then there for a little bit, he actually would go back and forth to Armory, uh, excuse me, Amory, Mississippi. That would be a route that he took. So um, so my dad was gone quite a bit. So it, it was actually was a blessing to have my mom there at home. But my dad worked really, really hard to just, you know, what dads do. They make sure that they our needs are met. You know, that provision is there. Um, but they were very much involved in our life, supportive of, of whatever we did. Um, and my dad, if he was coming back from Memphis and we had something going on, he would make sure to get there, even if it was only for just a few minutes. He was there. And, uh, and my mom, you know, she was very much just taught us to pray and to seek the Lord in our life, you know, in everything that we did. And so I'm so grateful that we were able to have that foundation from them. Yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the reasons why I ask you about that because a lot of times people have influences in their life, and it sounds like your mom and dad, especially your mom, um, had was a huge influence, or or maybe still is a huge influence on, and the walk that she had with God. I mean that that teaches you know your actions teach you know, and so so tell us about your salvation experience. That leads me to that. How did you come to to know Christ? Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, like I said, we grew up in church. My mom and dad, you know, when my dad was home, he was very involved. My mom was very involved, and uh, we had vacation Bible school, which I love being involved in our vacation Bible school here at our church. And I can remember my twin brother and I. We were in third grade, and my mom was serving, and she brought us home. One night, and uh, she had, you remember the precious moments? Do you remember those little figurines? Well, she had like a little booklet that she had printed off. And it was, I remember those precious moments, characters, and she walked us through the gospel story of, of salvation. And I remember that night she asked us, you know, are you ready to make this decision to make Jesus, you know, the Lord of your life, to ask him into your heart, to be your Lord and Savior. And I remember my twin brother and I knelt down by my bed with my mom, and uh, she led us to in salvation to the Lord. And uh, we were, we got up, you know, and brothers and sisters don't hug a lot, especially when you're kids, but we hugged. We were just so, um, we just felt that peace, you know, we just felt that presence of the Holy Spirit. And I remember my mom called our pastor up that evening and told him that, you know, that we had made that decision and and we got baptized a couple months later. Um, But I'll never forget that moment. And I think that's why I love vacation Bible school. I left for my kids to come to vacation Bible school because it was so foundational for me in my in my walk with Christ. And it's just a time where you, with vacation Bible school, where you set aside everything else, school, ball, everything, and you focus on that. And for kids, now it's fun and it's a blast, and they do an incredible job with vacation Bible school here, but I can't imagine the amount of, of kids who have come to know Christ through Vacation Bible School. And, um, I mean, and it's just, it is it is a blessing. And it's a huge blessing. I get to be part of that, and I know you help with that. And, I mean, you just get in there with it, and they get going, and it's just like, this is just so fun. Yeah, you know, it, it is fun, but at the same time, 
it accomplishes so much. So that's great. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I and then so you you eventually you guys met. You went to you lived in Abraham because you know for a good deal of time, and then came to Coleman in 2011. You said now you mentioned books and and some issues with anxiety, and I'm I'm going to guess just from what I know about you that the book. Are the books that you've written kind of they kind of sprang forth from that the, your own personal experience? And so, if you don't mind sharing us just a little bit about that, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 2011, like I said, I uh, we were worship leaders at another church, and I was just really going through some hard things with some anxiety and depression, and I kind of hit rock bottom moment. And through that, I went through some counseling and had a lot of help and support in my life, and God began to heal and restore me. Uh, the doors began to open for me to be a speaker and to go and to just to share that testimony and talk about faith and mental health. And I'm so grateful that we are talking about that, you know, in the church now. And people would ask me, you know, do you have resources? Do you have anything that you've written? And I don't know about you, Chuck, but God will sometimes lead us into things that we never planned to do. And I never planned on being a writer, being an author, but um, God just began to help me know how to write, learn how to write some things. And and you're right, I did write from experience. I wrote a devotional called Anxiety Elephants, which is for adults, a 31-day devotional, and talking about just little bits and pieces of my story of dealing with some anxiety and overcoming that and putting God's word, God's truth to it. And uh, after that, my kids actually said, hey, mom, will you write a book like this with words we can understand? And that was right after COVID kind of had began. And so started writing um, books for kids and ended up uh, releasing a tween devotional back in March of this year, 2022, for that 8 to 12, 13-year-old age group. And so it's just been really neat to see how God has used that devotional and just reminded me if we will equip our kids right now and train them up with how to deal with thoughts, anxious feelings, you know, everything that they're dealing with inside, maybe, hopefully, they're going to be much further on than what we are as adults and much more prepared with how to deal with those struggles. I wasn't prepared Mm -hmm. to deal with those struggles, and I thought I was just totally messing up. Um, But if they can see, you know, yes, we're going to have troubles, but we can take heart because Jesus has overcome this world and teach them how to overcome through his word. That excites me to know that they're going to be much more prepared. That is, that's an incredible thing. And I, I know it is amazing how God equips us. I mean, we, we have to do our part. A, we have to be willing you know, to do what he's called us to do. And that's not always easy. And then we have to overcome, and I know you've talked about this, then you have to overcome the self-doubt. You know, the doubt of, you know, I, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. No, you know, nobody. But in all of our lives, there is somebody who needs to hear what we have to say. We just have to have the courage to say it. It may not be writing it down the way that you did, but you know we all have that influence. And we so many times, and I know you've probably said this yourself. Say, I just wished I had I had done whatever. I wished I had said this or I had done that. You know, and and God gives us opportunities. We we I think it's incredible what you do. I think the fact that you you've let yourself be used by God, and I know that you've impacted a lot of people. 
and I think that's incredible. And we all have that responsibility, whatever it happens to be in. You know, in our walk as Christians, it is our walk, and it is our own life. But boy, what we can bring to someone else, and and the witness that we have. So, well, that's incredible. So, so we have a we have an author in our midst. Yeah. yeah. Gee, Willikers. <laughs> I almost said, well, I I just talked to you about coming to do the podcast, but I jokingly almost said, well, did I need to talk with your agent first? You know, <laughs> do you, where you came with no handlers. Jeez. My yeah. agent's in Ohio. Agent's but. <laughs> in Ohio. Okay. Well, what about your posse? You know, the people that travel with you and security. Right. Is security yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah. Brandon is the best security yeah, that I, I think it. I okay. can have. So, and you yeah. drove yourself up here. We I didn't did. have to send a car. See? That's right. I'm not I'm not very needy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking with us. And, I mean, it's been great. And tell me what, you know, you said you moved to Coleman in 2011, but tell me what brought you, and tell all of us, what brought you to Coleman, to FBC specifically. Right. So we came here to Coleman First Baptist back in 2018, but my kids started coming here on Wednesday nights. The church we were attending didn't really have anything for their age group on Wednesday nights, which was was fine, but some of their close friends actually invited them to come here on Wednesday nights, and uh, Zoe was loving it. She loved that she was here with Katie, who is her best friend, and uh, they began to say, hey, can y'all come? Will y'all come with us? Because there was dinner on Wednesday nights, and so, you know, other women will agree to this. If you don't have to cook a meal, if someone else offers it for you, you're you're going to go, and so I remember we came, and um, we stayed for a prayer meeting. We stayed in prayer meeting uh, one Wednesday night, and we met Mike Hall, who is now one of our Sunday school class leaders through prayer meeting and just really connected with him. And we begin to say, hey, there's something here. There's something here. And and we begin to pray about coming. And I think it was the fall of 2018. Um, we had been coming on Sunday mornings and just really fell in love with it. And we joined. And then after that, got to become part of the the worship team together. And, and Brandon and I love being able to do that and love being in Sunday school. And so it has just really been a blessing for us to be here to see my kids want to come i mean that's a big deal and to see them want to come and want to learn and then for us to be able to have that connection with with adults as well and they the children's you know they they do a great job rebecca mickle is our lady that that's the overall leader of that but they just have a great group of kids and she has some incredible volunteers and it is good if you can get your if you can get your your kids to be part of a group like that, uh, and now you have your you know one of your daughters is a teenager, so even going forward, you know you think foundationally that's what you want. So yeah, and then like I say, I remember you guys coming, and then we we got together, and eventually you you all started being part of the the worship team. Uh, you and Brandon, and that's that's been great. And then actually, Brandon, when we we divided up services and all this kind of stuff, he, you know, we he and I talked and asked him about leading one of those services, and he he's done a great job with that. And so you guys are a blessing. Uh, and I know you've you know, like I say, you, your kids got you kind of started here, but I think you guys have found your place as well. And so um, we love you. You're a blessing to uh, to us to me personally, but also to our church family at large. So I just thank you for, for being here. I, I'm tickled. That's a real southern yeah. ism, and I'm tickled, <laughs> tickled to death that you guys are here. But uh, we just look forward to what's going to happen. I mean, we uh, I just found out just a few minutes ago that 
We have 23 people to present to the church for membership this week, and then three more for the next week. So as a result of, you know, of, of the Discover First yesterday. And so it's just uh, God is really blessing us, blessing our church. And so you guys are a huge part of that. So, Karis, thank you for coming. Man, I enjoyed it, and you've done a great job. Of course, I knew you would, but thanks for spending a little time with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you for listening to First Person. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with friends and family.